0: Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Thank you so much for joining us. And we have our old friend John Wayne on today. And uh, it's been a while since we've talked to John. and uh, We're certainly uh, looking forward to what he has to say. And we're going to be talking about uh, one thing that I don't think very many people are talking about, and that is the drones and how they can be used against us and what the implication will be in uh, the ultimate false flag attack resulting from drones and, uh, yes, this by administration, there's nothing they'll stop short of uh, to quell the rising tide of populism that's uh, coming against them. So we're going to get into that here. But first, I need to let you know this part of the program is brought to you by, well, food and water. You say food and water. Yes. Um, particularly if we have a grid down scenario, and you're going to hear that very early on here in the show. Uh, you need storable food, and you need a way to uh, clean your water. You can't store enough water to keep your head above water, so to speak. And what you're going to have to do is scavenge. Well, that means you need a water filtration system. The Alexa AquaPure Pro Water Filter, that is what you want to do. That's what you want to have. This particular device uh, is so much better than the competition. They published their research at waterwithdayu.com and you can look at it and they have a special right now a sale on and it will save life on the fifth day of a crisis waterborne illness has become the number one cause of death number one so we can help you with that here because what can you store maybe a month of water two months okay and then your containers biodegrade so please 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 take this seriously and also too i'm going to say this when it comes to water filtration One is none and two is one. You really need more than one. Things get stolen. Things get broken. We have three here in the Hodges family, and I would recommend you do the same thing. So go to waterwithdave.com. Take care of that need. And, of course, there's storable food, and you need food that's going to last. 25-year shelf life is what we got with MPS. Tastes good. Tastes really good. And you get 2,000 calories per day. And uh, this is something you can live on. Now, (laughs) do you want to start eating this? No, no. You save this because this is the food that will last eat through your existing storehouse first whatever you have saved how much do you need well Bob Griswold our, my favorite prepper most expert prepper out there he says that you need to have get this two years plus seeds now if you say Dave, I can't get to that level yet I know all you can do is work towards that level. but I'm telling you there's gonna come a day when you're not even gonna be able to buy Storable food. So, food and water. First you get the water, waterwithdave.com. You get the food. Preparewithdave.com. Those are the two. They go together. Take care of your prepping needs, folks, because trouble is coming here. And this is a great lead-in to where we're going to start with John in just a moment, because if the grid were to go down, these will be your two most pressing needs, plus little guns and ammo to protect what you've got. John Wayne. Hey, good to hey, hear man. from hey, you. I'm glad uh, we, we've connected here. Uh, hope you're certainly doing better and um, glad to see you back behind the microphone. Uh, when are you going to go back to broadcasting your show?
1: You know, I'm thinking about uh, this Saturday, hopefully, assuming uh, life doesn't happen and my health continues to hold up as good as, as, as it's been doing up to this point. Just You know, the recovery, taking a little bit of time to get back to uh, square one. I guess you could say. But, you know, I, I wanted to mention this about the the food. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but did you see where they, uh, they added a bunch of new seeds, emergency load of seeds to the Svalbard Seed Vault up there? In, yeah, uh...
0: I did see that, yes.
1: Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that because I think it's important to mention it because uh, you're right. There's going to come a time where there is no food in the grocery stores, and... You know we've done cwd chronic wasting disease and other uh, diseases that are affecting the animals which i believe is tests on them to eventually get to the human beings but you know they're they're eradicating the natural food supply too yeah. so i I don't, I don't want to diverge too far off of no, 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 this, this is timely
0: because listen you're right on the money here because we're also seeing problems in the food supply with regard to the availability and then the price of fertilizer And I've had a number of farmers tell me that the way it's going, Dave, I'll be able to really maybe farm about one-fourth of what I normally do. So this is going to create food inflation and food availability problems.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's a cause and effect. Uh, The chain reaction system is what it is, you know. And, you know, folks need to be aware of this. Uh, Tough times are on their way, well on their way. And even to the effect, you know, I've been thinking of this about, you know, how cold it is right now in the northern half of the country and you know heat is going to be an extremely important thing for survival if you're in a uh, tempered climate where you know you have different um seasons if you would so that within itself is important you know and that could go from that can run off gas or electricity well look at this uh pipeline explosion over there in uh, ukraine From What I hear is a a good proportion of Germany, or not Germany, but uh, Europe, is uh, extremely low on, uh, I think it's heating fuel, I want to say. So here in the United States, we've seen the bills go way high on natural gas. And to the effect for what we're seeing with this, you know, imagine if they were able to knock the electricity out across the entire nation, the chaos that would ensue You're talking about Ukraine? Well, you know, Ukraine and here in the United States, let's say, you know. Uh, yeah,
0: exactly. We're going to come back to that point you just made about the uh, uh, the grid scenario in Ukraine. We're going to hit that real hard, but let's, let's come back to that when we talk about that part of the world. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so you think taking the grid down here is a possibility. Is that what I'm hearing you say?
1: You no, know, there's been a lot of talk about false flags and. We know how vulnerable our grid is here in the United States. It's not uh, very robust, if you would. I mean, it's robust in what it can put out and what it carries, yes. But for the protective capacity of it, no. It's absolutely totally vulnerable. And, you know, I, I just have a sneaky suspicion that what they are going to do is they're going to use uh, drones. For lack of a better term it don't matter what size you know they've been using these things over in iraq afghanistan and uh, other countries i'm not talking about the big ones you know the reaper drones i'm talking about the tiny uh four blade quadcopters. you know they're able to drop an artillery around with one of these or a mortar around from the air i've seen videos of this where they've done this over in these combat zones the guys down below are totally oblivious anything's getting ready to rain on top of their head What I think they're going to do is, I've I've done a lot of research and seen where there have been a lot of aerial incursions into classified airspace here in the United States. Let that be nuclear plants, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, military installations, you know, around fuel tanks on uh, air air airfields here in the States. And not only that, but we have the East Coast and West Coast incidents of the incursions uh, with, you know, U.S. warships. So what I think they're going to do is I think that they are going to uh, use the plausible deniability of the drone and say, well, we don't know who caused it, and they're going to knock the grid out to cause uh, internal strife here within this country, you know, and then that gets to the question of who. Well, I believe it'll be as if was as if and were what not uh, what we didn't did see. I mean, excuse me, in uh, New York in 2001. You know Manhattan specifically, and uh, you know even more specifically than that, the twin towers the, the World Trade Center. see, I, I think that this is their next goal is to have something so, so big compared to nine eleven. and I think that that is how they would do it. I really do. I don't know why. I just have a sneaky suspicion and for a lot of reasons for whichever reason it ever ever it even happens. I'm right about all these things. I don't want to be right, but I believe they're going to do this, Dave. They're going to use drones with um, w- with whatever capabilities they can put on them to knock the power grid system out to instill a martial law. Um, that's one of the big plans that's been set forth. Well, I think well, we, you're probably broadcasting talking about it. Uh, Go no, ahead. I, I think you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah,
0: I think I think you're exactly right. I I um, have talked about grid down scenario. But this is not their doomsday weapon per se, but we're getting into that direction. And uh, with their, with if they do this, if they take the grid down, what they're saying is, we know we can't cheat enough to fool the American public again in the next election, and we know we can't get elected because we're exposed for Amen. who and what we are. I mean, this kind of goes back to Canada too, doesn't it? Canada has exposed the facade of all western democracies that they're really dictatorships
1: absolutely and not only that not only dictatorships but they're sold out to foreign nationals you know uh china being one of them and they're all going to go with this dictatorial rule of uh power or you know better off you could call it tyranny because that's exactly what it is you know and the whole well, i mean a better way to put it is the the velvet glove has come off the iron fist i believe you know I, i'm watching a bunch of videos up there from in canada and um cavalry coming in and just stomping the ever-living love of god out of people you know the police cavalry the you know mounted you know on horseback and then that's not even the uh thuggery you know the batons and the elbows and the rifle butts and whatever the hell else it might be but that's what they want here in this country they, they want to completely disable this country. Because if the United States falls, then all these other world powers can do whatever they want to do. I mean, and I think we already are to the vast degree, but it's also going on with the usurpation of this nation. And not only the usurpation of the nation from within, you know, as if it were a cancerous growth, but the um, fifth column invasion we've also had, you know, the fifth column that resides here in these United States. You know, they, block, they have their standing army that they've already smuggled into the country over the past 20 years.
0: Well, the, uh, if you speak to uh, journalists like Kevin Annette in Canada, he'll tell you that in various regions, particularly islands in, uh, off the coast and northern regions of British Columbia on native land, there's over, over a quarter of a million Chinese troops, and they've already built their airfield. And um, we also know that in Mexico there's a similar number and Steve Quayle's been talking about this for decades and they control the cartels and the only way you could control the cartels is if you had a local presence and they're arming the Mm -hmm. cartels the cartels are a paramilitary force now yeah and so you're absolutely right about the incursions in fact this might interest you to to hear this and ladies and gentlemen I apologize you've been in another venue and you've heard me talk about this but back in 2000 and um, 13, I was on no, it was 2012 and I was on uh, The Voice of Russia which has now changed its name but it was a state owned Russian media outlet and they had stations in New York, DC and 30 stations in Europe and they, they called me one uh, late afternoon at about 5 and left a message and said we'd like you to be on our show to, tomorrow and I mm-hmm. said okay and then I finally got a hold of them again about 9 p.m. And they said, yeah, oh, yeah, we'll be calling you at 5 a.m. <laughs> I said, uh-oh. They're, they're reacting to the, when I talked about the uh, Russians at Fort Carson, Russians in Carl Springs directing traffic at a minor league baseball game. They were practicing, you know, basically uh, take over, you know, occupation. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, we had pictures of this, and I published them in an article. So I thought, like, OK, I know what I'm in for here. And this wasn't long after Alex Jones destroyed uh, the CNN reporter on gun control. And I thought, OK, I don't usually take an Alex Jones approach to things in terms of interview strategy, but this time I might make an exception. So I, they called me in preparation for the interview. And they said, well, Sergi, blah, blah, blah guy, our top guy, he's not going to be able to make it. He's sick. But his assistant's taking over. And I mean, and she was about as forceful and sounded like a 13-year-old girl entering puberty. And and so um, she said, Mr. Hadges, you have these unsubstantiated claims that defame the Russians saying that they're doing this and that and that. And, and I went off I said, not claims, they're pictures <laughs> they're documents. Well, absolutely. And uh, I, I, so I was supposed to be on 20 minutes. I was on eight minutes because I destroyed her. <laughs> and uh, then later that day, they published the interview, and they said, extremist Dave Hodges. I'd never seen that term before. It was the first time I ever saw the term, and it was applied to me. And um, so I started a dialogue back and forth with him, John. And it was pretty funny. I said, extremist. I said, when is it extreme to publish documents um, from, from our government that show that you guys signed an agreement with Obama um, through FEMA in 2011 to do what you're doing? And I said, the American people don't like it when they find out about it. And they said, well, Mr. Hodges, we may be state-owned media, but we don't do propaganda all the time. <laughs> they weren't very good at dialogue. I'll just put it this way. I destroyed them. And I think it was about a three-time exchange. And every time I took to my website, and it got worse and worse for them. Finally, they whoa, whoa. just left it alone. But the fact is, the Russians are here in-country. Mm -hmm. the UN is here in country we make UN armored vehicles in uh what is it Hagerstown Maryland and I've published the pictures of the factory and the and the vehicles Um, they're here John and I don't mean to go on this long diatribe but they're here they're the Chinese are in our inland ports the Chinese are in our port cities they control the Long Beach port they control the LA port
1: that's right. That's why nothing's getting into the country. Yeah, that's one of the reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And to speak of this to the effect, you know, yeah, you're right. Uh, absolutely right. There, there's a there's a Russian community, I think it's over there in Colorado, and they have their own printed paper, and it is in full Russian. They're here. Every walk of life is here now. I mean, especially since Obama got the keys to the door there a few years ago. Oh, yes. From what I, from what I can see, uh, he's still the one. Who has the keys to the door? Uh, Biden's just the front man, I believe. You know, and it's uh, it's really disturbing to see uh, that that these criminals can just continue to uh, do whatever they want to do unabated, uh, even to the effect of Hillary Clinton. Look at all the stuff that's come out about her. I mean, my God, the Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's not, not leave. Okay, Russ- go ahead. Don't leave the Russian thing too soon. Right, because well, it's no, not yeah. just Colorado
0: where they have a Russian community. They have them, by the way, in Alaska too, and I've covered that. In fact, they had Russian soldiers in uniform. Oh, I can't remember the name of the community now. This has been like nine, ten years ago in Alaska. And people were writing to me. And one lady who wrote to me got harassed so bad in this town of 8,000 people that uh she had to retract it publicly. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. <laughs> But she she saw Russians. But listen to this, Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. Uh, They had Russian soldiers working in retail in some of the outlets there. And I don't know if they're still doing this. But uh, I had people from Gatlinburg send me pictures, give me anecdotal stories. There were Russian maneuvers in the mountains right outside Gatlinburg uh, in the in the Smokies, Mm -hmm. and uh, one guy. He actually contacted me. He said, I was violating the no trespass, no hunting sign. He goes, I'd never been there before. was no, screw this. So he drove his truck up the mountain and parked it off the side of the road. And he's hunting. And all of a sudden, the ground starts shaking. And he said, Dave, I had no idea that was an earthquake. So he said, I moved further off the road to an open area, thinking I didn't want to get a tree to fall on me. He says, I thought it was an earthquake. It was Russian armor coming thanks <clears throat> russian armor <clears throat> in the mountains of the smokies and then finally he says, i'm getting the hell out of here and he got and he waited he got back to his car he thought it was safe he drove down got stopped by the ranger as he was almost out of the mountains and he knew the ranger and the ranger mm-hmm. said what the hell are you doing and what did you see he goes oh well, i didn't see anything he says i just came up hunting it was a bad day and left i mean how freaky is that and that was probably yeah. about 2011
1: Yep, that, that's uh, that's outright frightening. I mean, that the, the enemies are inside the gates. I mean, if that's the case, yeah. and you know they're trying to stoke this war with Russia. I mean, uh, the, the West is absolutely just trying to stoke the embers to make a huge fire.
0: Yeah, well, there's another lady in Gatlinburg I talked to. Um, about once or twice a month, um, this doctor was living on a house by a golf course, and she said helicopters were landing at night, like two a.m. And they were offloading soldiers. And she said, and Dave, they weren't American soldiers.
1: That's right. Then they're they're well with they're well embedded within the country, I, I mean, every nation I would have to say darn near. You know, and even to the point I'm pretty sure you remember this, uh, there was a municipality, I can't remember where it was at, I think it was Mo- I want to say Montana, where this uh, municipality had never had a police department before. They've never had really any cause to have to have a, you know, municipality police department. They had the local sheriff's department, um, but a Serbian, a Serbian uh, police detachment moved in and uh, basically was now policing that little town. Do you remember that? Yes. I think it was around 2008 or so, I, I want to say. I can't remember exactly, but but yes, it's, uh, they're here. Many, many, many are here, and even to the effect of the southern border being left wide open, you know, that's... Uh, it's a travesty. I and there's no way to fix this. There's no way to uh, you know turn things around now from what I can see. I want to I want to say that there's hope and uh, you know a glimmer of a, a silver lining within that dark cloud, but I don't see it. I really don't. And they're allotted to continue and just get away with everything they're doing. I it's uh, it's a shame literally well, see that what this country's become. the uh
0: the late paul martin who is a very very dear friend of mine was um he lived up in the northern regions of colorado right almost to the wyoming border and he had a shooting range and uh one day he drives in and uh he sees these guys on the shooting range and they're bullseye on everything mm-hmm. and he, he walks up to introduce himself and they were in plain clothes. And he said the moment they spoke, he knew they were Russian. And he says, Oh, he says, you guys are incredible here. And he said, uh, What are you doing in America? And he said, We are engineers. <laughs> engineers. And he said, Dave, they were flipping spetsnats. No True. one could shoot the way that they could shoot. It was incredible. So a lot of times they don't even hide. So they we're in northern Colorado as well. Uh, and and we even have the uh, oh gosh what is it the the Gurkhas the Gurkhas are not well known uh, across the planet but they're a group that's a for sale mercenary group that's designed to kill guerrilla forces they're the guys you call when you want to break up guerrilla warfare and they too were in northern Colorado and Paul Martin encountered them so this was uh, you know we go through the presence of foreign soldiers on our soil folks You can thank Justin Trudeau for putting a quarter of a million um, soldiers in British Columbia. By the way, have you heard this, too? I've, I've been told the Canadian military is very opposed to Trudeau because of the Chinese. Do you know about that?
1: You know, I hadn't heard anything, but from what I've seen, I've seen quite a few videos come out since this massive uprising there in Ontario. I mean, I don't want to call it an uprising. They just parked a bunch of trucks. They shut everything down. And... You have a bunch of police officers coming out and saying, hey, man, this ain't good. We can't be doing this. Even some uh, high-ranking military officials have come out and said, hey, this isn't any good. So that leads me to believe that you know the people in there doing the policing, Dave, I believe they're United Nations uh, forces. Nobody's going to tell me anything different because that's how they're able to get the compliancy of these uh, quote-unquote law enforcement agencies to uh, stomp on these people. You know, I don't foresee, I I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but I don't foresee the Canadian general police departments, you know, or, you know, the RCMP, you know, the guys that actually have lived in Canada, grew up in Canada and have family and all this and that, uh, doing that to their own countrymen. I don't see it. You know, I, I can't see it. I can't believe it, if that's the fact. And the same thing here in the United States, it makes me think, of that hospital when all this covid thing began um they had this woman that went to the hospital and they were literally detaining her in the hospital and not letting her leave the family gathered outside and were trying to make forceful entry to this hospital and there were guards inside that were trying to keep the doors shut and keep everybody out and it got pretty intense and they called for a backup and i don't think I really don't think that this was just your regular run-of-the-mill police department uh, showing up for backup. A lot of the backup, uh, they, they they were, I'd have to say the same thing as what I'm saying about Canada. They are UN forces. Well, let me ask uh, where was this at? I am trying to remember my Was heart. it California? I, I, I'm wanting to say so, but I'm, I don't want to, you know, I wouldn't bet on it. You know, I wouldn't put a bet down on it, but I, I do know that it happened. I watched the video to this and the police that did show up, you know, the woman that was walking around asking the police that had showed up, what's your names, what's your badge number? Where'd you come from? These guys would not say nothing. They didn't have a name tag or anything at all. They were just in their, uh, you know, jackboot black uniform. So, I mean, that's, this is serious. People better pay attention. You know, well, and...
0: you know, I think I know the case you're talking about. Um, Tom Renz is coming on my show tomorrow. He's the attorney for the frontline doctors. And Tom uh, has told me detail about um, holding people against their will when they have COVID and putting treatments into them that eventually kill them. Um, And the family members are powerless to get it stopped. He actually had to get a temporary restraining order to get a guy moved to Texas. He died anyway, but at least he died on his own terms. And um, it, it, the hospitals are paid, it used to be 13000 for a diagnosis when this started. And I had someone from a medical institution here in Arizona tell me, Dave, it's that's up to thirty And I said, well, what do they pay for death? They used to pay 39000 And she didn't know. But I did ask Tom that question. And Tom says, Dave, it can be as much as 100000 He said, if you do a severe treatment, they're paying you, like, I think he said $7,000. And he said the whole thing can add up to about hundred thousand per death. So he said, he said what they're doing now is they're they're putting incubators, um, uh, incubators, uh, the the breathing tubes into uh, people's lungs. Yeah. And after three days, your lungs for some people they forget how to breathe, and if you don't wean them off, you can kill them, and so they're going like three four days and then they're pulling the plug, and, uh, and they they call it secession of med- medical treatment. It's euthanasia. There is actually murder. And this is going on all across the country.
1: Have you heard about this? You know, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, There was a guy, I don't know if you've seen the story yet or had heard of it, but I think it was about a week and a half ago, where he was in a car wreck. He rolled his Jeep in the middle of the desert. I think it was over there in Arizona, believe it or not. And um, he, uh, you know, the, the fire department showed up to get him out of his car. They had to cut him out the jaws of life. But before they began to remove him from the car, they had injected him and anesthetized him. They put him to sleep. The next thing he knows, he wakes up and he is in a hospital bed on a ventilator. The hell? He, yeah, he was completely and totally coherent during all, all of this until the uh, paramedic, uh, you know, or the fireman knocked him out, so to say, with some kind of a shot. He found himself in a hospital, woke up, pulled the ventilator out of his throat, pulled the IVs out, sat up, and was like, what the hell, where am I at? A bunch of other people around him on ventilators. And he went to confront somebody. He says he didn't have any clothes on at all either. So he opened up the door, and here's the medical personnel in this other room, and they're all in, like, total, utter shock. Like, how is this guy standing here? You know, we sedated him, you know, that kind of look and saying, you know, he's like, where where am I at? Well, you have COVID. You're in the COVID ward. And he's like, you know, he come out and started telling the story about this about a week and a half ago. No joke. I think it might have even been two weeks, somewhere around there. But this, yeah, this is <laughs> this is happening across the entire nation. That's why, Dave, when I said they're taking me off the helicopter into the hospital and I have a heart attack, when they airlifted they lifel- me. I really was pretty darn concerned, you know, am I ever going to see the outside of this building ever again? You know, um, it's, it's, uh, it's frightening to even begin to think about, you know, and look at all this now where they're saying, <clears throat> you know, make sure you get your child vaccinated and not only get the child vaccinated, but make sure that they are an organ donor. Yes. You know, they want your child's organs is what they're after. That's one of the things they're after. True, that's very you know, true. Th- this, that's very this true. Is, yes. This is total evil. This is evil unbound. You know, and we got to put an end to it or humanity is not going to exist any further than where it's at right now.
0: Yeah, I know. We I'm we kind of we kind of drifted off here when we start talking about foreign troops on our soil, but but uh this is this is ultimately where it leads in fact with the foreign troops too it's not not just with hospital security and i've heard this story before and the person you were referencing was uh killed i forget the hospital i thought i want to say it was in san luis obispo um but i know it was in central area of california and uh let's put it this way i have professional relationships with people who know all about this and the family was not able to extract the person and she died in fact she called a friend of mine she called him this guy i know real well talked to him all the time and she said get me out of here they're trying to kill me mm-hmm. and um so the folks listen to me this is real this is real and speaking of foreign troops i've been told that to beef up the ottawa police department they had a few UNers in there wearing ottawa police department clothing
1: do you know about that mm-hmm. I don't know for a fact, but I'm just you know I'm I'm like I said I'm pretty right I'm right about a lot of things if I just sit back and look and analyze and kind of pay attention and just you know come to my own conclusions I'm generally right I say seventy eight out of hundred percent of the time and yeah I would assume that all these officers or a vast majority of them are uh, placements from the United Nations or you know maybe even NATO or some uh, mercenary group uh, what was it over there in Australia or New Zealand. Did you, you remember seeing the guys all uh, jackboot black uniforms with the red patches uh, there in New Zealand and Australia? You remember that? Yes. Come to find out that they were actually a, a mercenary group or a, a a security firm, I guess is what they'll call it here in the states, or operators um, that run out of the United States a security firm or you know uh, lack thereof. Uh, that run that operates out of the United States. That's where this uh, red patch I think it looked like a cobra or some kind of a snake or I don't can't remember what it was, but the red patches it, uh, somebody did some due diligent research and sent it to me, and I was like, well, I'll be gone. You know, what what in the name of God is this? I mean this is crazy. you know they're they're hiring out out of other countries to police other countries. I mean, this is as dastardly planned as anybody could ever begin to imagine, you know, and how far does it go? Who, who is it that's setting up the payroll? Who is it that's doing and pushing the paperwork and who is it that's doing the communications and the talking and, you know, the, you know, maybe even bartering or whatever the case may be for the placement of these foreign nationals in our countries, you know, even let it be France too, right? I don't, I believe a lot of the people in France that were standing up against the yellow vests, the, Law enforcement there—they were UN placement or NATO or something to that effect. I mean, it just goes without saying. It doesn't, you know. It just—it's kind of like putting two and two together. Well, what does that add up to, you, Dave? It's four, isn't it? <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, I hear, I hear you. But
0: people don't do not realize. Oh my goodness gracious. Um. My goodness gracious. Oh my gosh, this is lightning striking. Listen to this. As we're speaking. I got, you know, yeah, you know how you have different tones on um, um, your text messages. Mm-hmm. Well, one of my sources, very sensitive government official, high, high ranking in what he does, and he just sent me pictures. You are not going to believe this. I hope you're sitting down, John. This is synchronicity. Um, oh my gosh! Shortly, it says right here the runway was clear to snow. Shortly after, a U.N. plane landed in North Bay, Ottawa. Cops dressed in badgeless uniforms with no names or other identification uh, deplaned.
1: I'll be an SOB.
0: He's got (laughs) pictures of this, right? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Synchronicity on the air. But I got one of these, you know, um, I put his message in there high priority, like my wife, my son, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's not. For business but i do put his in there and a couple of others and um i got the uh, ding 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 kind of deal and i thought okay i just better take a look while i can and i mm-hmm. looked at it and there it is oh my gosh i'm getting another uh, report here at the same time this is from doug thornton former dhs listen to this listen to this ahead. from doug thornton former dhs now this is on a regular text and he uh um he says, Dave, this is worthy of doing a show. He said, we need to cover the type of military action that I'm hearing about uh, in Canada with regard to UN troops coming in. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and z- he sent me that. That came, that came in about an hour and 15 minutes ago, and I hadn't looked at my text messages. I uh, <laughs> here we go news as it happens right here but i listen i was hearing reports um very clear reports and i was talking to people on the ground in canada who did not want to go on air uh simply because of what could mean to their bank account you know being seized mm-hmm. and so forth but right. or even in person
1: like january sixers or... uh, go ahead I didn't no understand. they were
0: telling me that hey these damn uh uh, uh cops were there and they said They'd have a Canadian, as you can tell, as a Canadian, and then they had other people He said their mannerisms were wrong, they were very brutal, they're the ones that were manhandling the, the people in the streets, mm-hmm. uh, and they said that they very rarely spoke, and when they did, they had a thick Eastern European accent.
1: Mm-hmm, that's right. I mean, you know, maybe Romania, uh, Slovakia, somewhere around there. Um, Ukraine. I, I, Ukraine, oh, absolutely. You yeah. know, and could that, you know, I mean that you know putting all this together and looking at it being in ukraine as well um weren't they shipping a lot of people out of that place over there uh, especially donbass there over the past couple of days uh-huh. bus loads bus loads of people you know yeah this is uh this is a uh, huge my god what is that whatever it is it's loud i don't know if you can hear that in the background something just went down the road <clears throat> yeah i did but hear um that. Sound really? like a lawnmower. That's a dirt bike or a four wheeler or something. One or the other. Hold on, let me take a look. It's a motorcycle. No, I don't think so. I think it's a dirt bike or or a four wheeler. But nonetheless, uh, timely distraction. Hmm, damn that. Um. So, all this going on, this is without a doubt what they're doing. You know, and your text messages that you just got from your friends who are, uh, I mean, for lack of a better term, connected to specific information and the ability to get get it, gather it, and then, uh, you know, digest it and then redisperse is just adding proof to what we were laying out here. This is what they were doing. You know, I mean, this is an act of war. You know, um, also, people could look at this as the flying of false colors, right? Yeah. And a lot of military tactics that's one of the oldest tactics of the military or a military uh, Operation is flying a false flag that I mean this is literally The flying of a false flag if you have a foreign national force policing your citizenry of your country you know um, My god well somebody is benefiting somewhere and somebody is sitting back making all the uh, calculations and the rules and saying who's right. the, who's going where and what they're doing. So who is that? That's who we need to find out who is who, you know, I believe, and expose them. You know, the, I mean I don't know for a fact, but another name that you know we never really heard of too much until the past uh, couple of years, uh, not very much, you didn't hear of him, Klaus Schwab, right? Yeah. We didn't know about that man. Everybody was pointing the fingers at George Soros. And the other day, Soros comes out making a video, pointing the finger at Xi Jinping and saying, man, you're screwing up my (laughs) – basically, you're screwing up my operation over here. What are you doing? Did you get a chance to see that video of Soros? Yeah, I did. (laughs) And, And, I mean, even to that effect, somebody wrote that for Soros. He didn't write that because you could tell by how he was reading it. You know who, who's the penman to that speech, Soros? You know, hell, it might even have been Klaus Schwab himself. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff at the wall to see how it sticks. But I mean, everything we're seeing go on right now is happening for a due cause and or a reason. You know, um, the Ukraine thing. Why I think <clears throat> what I think is, I think Putin has got them checkmated and i think that they are literally with their back up against the wall they don't know which way to turn because now the people are becoming aware. and that's one of the reasons why they didn't want the military embedded over there it's because they knew that they would show the populations around the world hey man russians don't want war they're just shoring up their border but hey they're not they're not going to they're not afraid to move if they have to um, but he's got them checkmated and one of the big things to this is the biden uh involvement in ukraine burisma all these other things that they were doing i mean my god i don't even you know i don't even almost want to guess what they were doing over there but it might even get back to this uh you know this organ harvesting thing or even worse than that you know i mean i'm telling you (laughs) so
0: well it is it is interesting um did you see the tape of trudeau who was on twitter and he was speaking to a group, it looked like young adults, and they asked him uh, a question about favorite countries, and he said, Communist China because they know how to do dictatorships. I'm paraphrasing,
1: but that's effectively what he said. My, that's, a, that's wild. Yeah, no, I hadn't seen it, but th- but that is the fact of the matter. I mean, these people are put into the positions of power just to pull the strings and pull the wool over the people's eyes. And... In the process of doing that, they're going to do whatever their masters are telling them to do. Uh, you know, jump this high. You know, jump through that hoop. Now that you jump through that hoop. Jump through that through through that fiery hoop. Just keep the people under control while we do what we're doing over here. And that's how I see it. But the people, thank God, thank God, seriously, thank God, the people are becoming aware of these plans and this uh evil that is existing and manifesting and going unchecked and it has gone unchecked for a very long time until now because people are aware and that gets me to where i just want to mention the name i don't know if you want to jump into this dave i sent you that uh, audio clip i don't know if you caught that and was able to hear it or listen to it about david goldberg no i saw the title i didn't get a chance to listen to it yet and he was a rabbi and I'm I'm not trying to piss off any religions here excuse the language and and I'm not going to I'm not going to mention anything specific if people want to look into it just I'm going to give you the information and kind of the rough rundown of what he was saying Um, he died in June of 2019 under mysterious circumstances he had a dead man switch he had made audio clips and videos, and he had documentation to this massive plan that was being laid out, called Project Zither, Z Y T I R. And what under this project is a mass culling and/or depopulation of the Earth. Um, like I said, I'm not going to mention any specific religions. If somebody wants to look into it, you can go ahead and look into it, and you be your own judge. But he. Had this message that he was able to get out after his death, because he had a floor safe that they didn't know that he had, and he had friends that knew of the floor safe and had the combination to it. That's the only reason this got out, and this happened before COVID nineteen was an official thing. You know, they 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 offed him, especially because he was coming out saying, "Okay, uh, Project Zither." Uh, he, he says Zephyr is what he says. And interestingly enough, zephyr is not how he spells it in the uh, audio clip, but zephyr itself is. Uh, I looked it up. The definition of zephyr is a slight or easy breeze, or a, or a or a you know a smooth wind, if you would. I mean, is that not what they're doing? Is that not what they you know they're spreading? You know, is it not whatever they're doing and whatever they've released? Is it not spreading across this you know the fine breezes of this planet? I'm just, you know, I'm. Looking so, what, at this what do you think? Is, what do you, what do you think they're really trying to say? If yeah, you're just again, to be
0: brutally blunt about it, what would you say?
1: Well, there's a uh, specific religions that want a mass calling of uh, people on this planet. I don't want to mention the religion because I don't want you to catch fire, and I don't want to catch well, fire. Well,
0: I hear what you're saying, but let let's be honest. Okay, I I don't associate with two groups out there because they're anti-Semitic. Okay, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's been documented over a decade ago but there are groups let's put it this way the elite of many groups Mm -hmm. want depopulation Mm -hmm. the elite of many groups including and i'm a christian including some christian leadership pastors in the united states Mm
1: -hmm.
0: they want this too this is why they help form the clergy response team Mm-hmm. uh why they have recruited the clergy response team to be the pacifiers for people going into concentration camps and they have drilled mm-hmm. it well, I interviewed Walter Walter uh Mansfield about this oh gosh probably um 12 years ago and uh and Walter was one of the first recruited and he says I this is not what I bargained for I'm out of here and he had signed a non-disclosure agreement which he promptly broke with both myself and Alex Jones So yeah, listen, it's not just Jewish people, it's Christians, it's agnostics, it's atheists, it's witchcraft people. Mm -hmm. They are the elitists that want you dead come from all groups.
1: That's right. Absolutely. You just happen
0: to zero in on one guy who happened to be Jewish.
1: Absolutely. You know, and that you know, and it just to see this, to hear it to hear it come from his own words and the voice of how he's given the uh you know the the warning if you would it's uh undeniable the guy dies before COVID 19 is a thing he was in you know good health he wasn't you know ill or you know uh, likely to pass of anything anytime soon and we find this all across the board you know when somebody starts getting on top of the right subject at the right time bad things could happen you know philip marshall the big bamboozle the uh boeing wireless fly-by fly-by-wire systems that boeing has in their aircraft You know, he wrote a book about that, and he was in the process of writing a sequel. Him, his uh, daughter, son, and the family dog were all shot in the head and found dead. And all of his work was taken for his second book. So, you know, and it just, it, it makes me wonder... When, is, is it enough now? Is humanity waking up in enough time to curb this, or is it not? And like I said, I don't believe it is, Dave. I really don't, and I don't think humanity will. I think, you know, you want to, okay, I don't, I'll, let me step out on a limb here and let me go a little bit of woo-hoo here, and um, <clears throat> woo-woo, I guess, whatever you want to call it. What I believe is I believe that this species is being taken over by an extremely highly advanced civilization okay people are going to say oh you, you know the little green men or the little gray men or the reptiles or you know the ant people of the Hopi no 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 well, what I think this is is I think that this is a, a form of um, intelligence that has advanced so far within itself uh, millions of years if not billions of years of advanced uh, advancement we see what, what we're kind of toying with now this ai here on our planet and if it's left unchecked it's going to wipe us out but this highly advanced species is is using ai to its advantage and people controlling people to a degree to inoculate them with a cell with a with the invading species if you were going to invade a species so in other words you're saying the genetic
0: altering of the vaccine is related to alien
1: technology Absolutely beyond any reason of any doubt in my mind. This
0: is worthy of another show. Um, this, this is too big to get into here in the short time we have left. Right. But but to satisfy my curiosity here, are they fallen angels, Genesis six in the Bible, pretending to be aliens? Are they really aliens? Do you have a fix on that?
1: You know, I, I think it's a, a form of just uh, energy more or less to whatever it is it comes here and it's able to affect and um, manipulate and uh, what do you want to call it Uh, create itself if you would Uh, create itself within the species that inhabits the planet but in the process of inhabiting that species it is eradicating that species as well and the species is totally oblivious to it um, I hope that makes sense, but this is what I think. Are well, you talking know, about
0: spiritual beings and not in the physical realm, as we understand it?
1: Physical well, I, th- I think even beyond
0: is that, is that what I, you're saying? I, I,
1: well, I think it's even beyond physical. I think it's uh, that's what I'm saying. It's form, spiritual, right? Well, even beyond spiritual, it's it's an, it's in a, just an extremely highly advanced form of technology. Uh, or a species that's advanced to that form of technology, where they can just transfer through the the ether through space and time. Uh, look at the development of uh, you know the Wi-Fi fields, uh, frequencies, five okay, so G. Yeah, oh, go yeah, ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah,
0: you're you're well. You're answering my question. I think. Um, they're not beings as we'd understand beings to be. The central nervous system, a brain, and so forth. Right. Um, and so what you're talking about is what I think is probably the highest evolved form of um, shall we say fallen angels
1: uh, well, they absolutely I mean that would work you know I mean we know that this planet is ruled by uh, uh Satan. Satan himself yeah that's right this is Satan's planet
0: uh, all you have to do is look at Ottawa to see that all you have to do is look at Trudeau uh, listen right. to what he has to say if that man's not a Satanist I've never met one
1: and, right. Well, uh, you know, the, the, I believe they all are. They're all Luciferian, to I a degree. I believe they are know. too. Uh, I do.
0: You know, I didn't used to believe that when I first heard that. I kind of cringed, you know. And I said, "Oh, come on, that's an overgeneralization. Maybe a couple are," but the more I go into, it, you look at the leader of New Zealand. If that's not a Satanist, I didn't. I don't know what one would look like either. The Prime Minister of Australia. Uh, you, you look at this G. I I mean, I get the same cringe-worthy feeling when I look at these people. And they See just here here's a good me.
1: here's a good here's a good example. Peter Stroke as he's being uh what do you call it, questioned by Congress. remember the just absolutely creepy, cringe worthy uh looks and the yep. you know, look up underneath the eyebrow. Yeah, I mean that guy's uh, fully and totally perfectly possessed. As well as a lot of these other people are. I mean, no joke.
0: Yeah, his attitude was like you do not know who you're messing with. That's that my that's takeaway right. when I watched him being interviewed.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: Yeah, that was pretty you know, pretty scary um yeah there people like to reject this idea but there is a satanic control over a lot of the leaders there there truly Mm -hmm. is and 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 it's like they're pre-programmed too okay i'll give you an example trudeau's initial response to the convoy didn't make any sense he said well i I, i'm not gonna sympathize and talk to people who are what do you call transphobes homophobes, uh, anti-Semitic, anti-black. I mean, the only people he left out, I think, were anti-Asian and anti-Hispanic. He didn't include those, but he hit all the isms. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. are you not listening, idiot? This is about your stupid-ass mandates and has nothing to do with race or religion or anything else like that. And yet, he gave this trance-like um, response that w- that they're universally applying to every form of protest. It's like they go into a default mode, and it, oh, that's racist. That's transphobe.
1: That's homophobe. Do mm-hmm. you, you know what I'm saying, John? Right. Yeah. That, that's their fallback. You know. It's exactly. Like a, it's their default air, mode. You know, as it's a computer going, error, 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 do not compute, do not compute. It's like, you know, this is what we need to fall back on to keep to begin to continue to control the narrative and hold the narrative to our uh, benefit. Well, he said this, oh,
0: I've supported some protests, I march with BLM. Thanks for making our point, jackass. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't believe when he said that.
1: Right, I I, see, I hadn't heard it, I hadn't seen this yet, but my, just as you said it, I'm imagining him saying it. I my jaw just hit the floor. I'm like, oh my, really? Oh, okay. Oh yeah. So yeah. that's who, that's the side of the fence you're jumping on and playing with, you know. Then then people over there, i uh, okay. Man, and, and they're all evil, you know. And look at this, uh, nobody's been held to account for anything that's happened of the burning down of at least six uh, cities, you know, in 2020. So. Oh yeah, yeah. What was
0: it, 574 riots, Mm -hmm. and no one's been held accountable. So you have one riot at the Capitol, and now they're going after anyone who even talked to them. I'll give you a case in point here real Mm -hmm. quick. Ernie Hancock. Uh, Ernie is a friend of mine runs Freedom's Phoenix, great activist guy. Um, He travels around the country in his RV, so he didn't have time to be involved in January 6th. He got a text from Stuart Rhodes, the guy that was arrested for sedition, Mm-hmm. And uh, I know Stuart Rhodes. I've had dinner with Stuart Rhodes uh, a decade ago. And I'm waiting for my phone call from the FBI. But they contacted, oh, we need to know what you guys talked about. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, you're going to contact everyone who's ever said hello to him on the street?
1: Right. This is how
0: ridiculous they're being now with their persecutions. And, and by the way, the Ottawa police chief, and he looks satanic-filled too, he came out yesterday And in fact, it was Doug Thornton, uh, former DHS, that sent this to me. Uh, He said, uh, anyone who was involved in this in any way, we will track you down and this will go on for months. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's effectively what he said. It's not going to end. Well, John, we're we're almost out of time and we've covered a lot of territory. I'm going to have you back on to talk about your beliefs about the, uh, shall we say, non-human entities uh, spreading... uh, Why they want the genetic altering vaccine, which is genetic altering. That is true. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have you back on to talk about that. But very quickly, tell us about your show. you got about a minute.
1: Yeah, uh, folks, I do a broadcast at revolution.radio or freedomslips.com. Either URL will take you to the same place called The Unequivocal Truth, DEFCON 1. Folks, we're in defense condition one right now, and we're going to continue to remain in it. You can catch that every Saturday, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on Studio A. The Unequivocal Truth, DEFCON 1, with me, John Wayne.
0: That sounds really good. Um, you got some good uh, hosts over there on that radio station. I've been seeing some work come out of there that's really, I think, noteworthy. Absolutely. It, it truly is noteworthy. It's a, it's a good organization here. Um, um, who, who is your featured broadcaster on that network who would you say it is
1: you know i I don't know we always have you know we're always getting new hosts and people wanting to step into the field Um, but to pinpoint one specific person i think it's impossible because everybody over there in our station we we cover such a wide vast array of topics that you know you can't uh what would you say you can't put anything that's fair that's no that's just fair. i i hear what you're saying yeah you can't put anybody up on a pedestal pedestal above anybody else because they're all they're all good in their own way and their own understanding of uh, yeah. what they talk about
0: well i asked that because i've been on some uh, of your uh, group broadcasts with mm-hmm. many hosts coming together pretty interesting hey we're flat out of time my friend we got to run i'll be in touch to do the follow-up show
1: sounds good godspeed dave take care